Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue our journey through 1 Kings and see what Solomon is up to next. When we left him, he was losing sight of God's plan and commands and was collecting horses from Egypt and a lot of a lot of gold and wealth. So let's continue on and see what he does next here in chapter 11 verse 1. Now King Solomon loved many foreign women. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. So let's just stop and think about that for a second. So first of all, in Deuteronomy 17, 14 through 19, it gives clear instructions for kings and how they're to rule. And one of those is to not have many wives. And so a concubine is basically one step lower than a wife. It's a woman that you're married to, but it's one step below a wife in the household. So he had a thousand women to deal with in his household. Basically, he had a thousand wives. He had 700 wives and 300 concubines. I just can't even imagine that. I mean, us women, we have a lot of words. I just, I don't even, I don't even know. I can't, I literally, I cannot comprehend this. Um, yeah, anyway, so he's clearly taking the wrong path and they are indeed leading him away from God's ways. In verse four, it continues, in Solomon's old age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord, his God and his father, David had been. Solomon worshiped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians and Molech, the detestable God of the Ammonites. In this way, Solomon did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to follow the Lord completely as his father David had done. I just can't even imagine. So basically, they led him away from God and they led him into idolatry and worshiping other gods. And I just, I can't imagine. God had to have been just deeply saddened by this. Um this choice that Solomon made. In verse 7, we'll continue. On the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, he even built a pagan shrine for Shemosh, the detestable god of Moab, and another for Molech, the detestable god of the Anamites. Solomon built such shrines for all his foreign wives to use for burning incense and sacrificing to their gods. The Lord was very angry with Solomon, for his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice. God appeared to him twice, and he still turned away. Yet, and think about this, Solomon was supposed to be the wisest man on earth. God blessed him with great wisdom, and he was supposed to have wisdom, and he should still follow God and have the wisdom of God, but he he still fell away, even with all that win, wisdom. And 
God appeared to Solomon twice, and he still fell away due to the lure of the world and sin nature in us and the sin that he invited into his innermost personal circle. It ended up luring him away from God. In verse 10, we'll continue. He had warned Solomon specifically about worshiping other gods, but Solomon did not listen to the Lord's command. So now the Lord said to him, Since you have not kept my covenant and have disobeyed my decrees, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your servants. But for the sake of your father, David, I will not do this while you are still alive. I will take the kingdom away from your son. And even so, I will not take away the entire kingdom. I will let him be the king of one tribe for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, my chosen city. So Solomon here has become very foolish, extremely foolish, and he's not recognizing it. Um, And God is going to punish him for not being obedient, essentially. And he's saying, like, I'm going to, I'm going to take away your kingdom now because you're not obeying me and you're disrespecting God. And he became very angry at this. And God doesn't take false idols lightly, but because of the promise he made to his father, King David, he's going to soften the blow a little bit because he did make a covenant with King David and God is a God of truth, honor, and trust. So he will, no matter what, keep his covenant with King David. In verse 14, then the Lord raised up Hadad the Edomite, a member of Edom's royal family, to be Solomon's ad- adversary. Years before David had defeated Edom, Joab, his army commander, had stayed to bury some of the Israelite soldiers who had died in battle. While there, they killed every male in Edom. Joab and the army of Israel had stayed there for six months, killing them. But Hadad and a few of his father's royal officials escaped and headed for Egypt. Hadad was just a boy at that time. They set out from the Midian and went to Paran, where others joined them. When they, then they traveled to Egypt and went to Pharaoh, who gave them a home, food, and some land. Pharaoh grew very fond of Hadad and gave him his wife's sister in marriage, the sister of Queen Tephines. She bore him a son named, named Jenubath. Tephines raised him in Pharaoh's palace among Pharaoh's own sons. When the news reached Hadad in Egypt that David and his commander Joab were both dead, he said to Pharaoh, Let me return to my own country. Why, Pharaoh asked him, What do you lack here that makes you want to go home? Nothing, he replied, but even so, please let me return home. So God raised up Rezan, son of Eliad, as Solomon's adversary. Rezan had fled from his master, King Hadazar of Zoaban, and had become the leader of a gang of rebels. After David conquered Hadazar, Rezan and his men fled to Damascus, where he became king. Rezan was Israel's bitter adversary for the rest of Solomon's reign, and he made trouble just as Hadad did. Rezan hated Israel intensely and continued to reign in Aram. So here there's some trouble brewing. And Solomon fell away from God, and now all of a sudden trouble is brewing. Remember when he was close to God and following God's ways, there was peace in the land. And instead, Solomon is taking a detour and running down his own path all of a sudden, 
And he actually becomes the reason that so many Jews became adulterers and followed his example. And he ended up leading a lot of Jewish people into adultery during this time because of his actions. And his actions ultimately lead directly to the downfall of Israel. No one was more foolish than him, yet he was supposed to be the wisest man. He was too prideful to even learn from his own self. And we'll continue on here. In verse 26, another rebel leader was Jeroboam, son of Nebat, one of Solomon's own officials. He came from the town of Zeradah in Ephraim, and his mother was Zerah, a widow. This is the story behind his rebellion. Solomon was rebuilding the supporting terraces and repairing the walls of the city of his father David. Jeroboam was a very capable young man, and when Solomon saw how industrious he was, he put him in charge of the labor force from the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph. One day, as Jeroboam was leaving Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh met him along the way. Ahijah was wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone in the field, and Ahijah took, took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take ten of these pieces, for this is the, what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon, and I will give ten of the tribes to you. But I will leave one tribe for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. For Solomon has abandoned me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of Sidonians, Chemosh, the, goddess of Moab, the god of Moab, Molech, the god of the Ammonites, and he has followed my ways. He has not followed my ways and done what is pleasing in my sight. He has not obeyed my decrees and regulations as David his father did. But I will not take the entire kingdom from Solomon at this time. For the sake of my servant David, the one whom I chose and who obeyed my commands and decrees, I will keep Solomon as leader for the rest of his life. But I will take the kingdom away from his son and give ten of the tribes to you. His son will have one tribe so that the descendants of David, my servant, will continue to reign, shining like a lamp in Jerusalem, the city I have chosen to be the place for my name. And I will place you on the throne of Israel and you will rule over all that your heart desires. If, here we have another if, you listen to what I tell you and follow my ways and do whatever I consider to be right. And if you obey my decrees and commands as my servant David did, then I will always be with you. I will establish an enduring dynasty for you as I did for David, and I will give Israel to you. Because of Solomon's sin, I will punish the descendants of David though not forever. Solomon tried to kill Jeroboam, but he fled to King Shishak of Egypt and stayed there until Solomon died, which was right around in approximately 931 BC. Um, verse 41. The rest of the events in Solomon's reign, including all his deeds and his wisdom, are recorded in the book of Acts of Solomon. Solomon ruled in Jerusalem over all of Israel for 40 years. When he died, he was buried in the city of David, named after his father. Then his son 
Rehoboam became the next king. So that actually ends Solomon's life. His, um, it's just so disheartening. Like Solomon served God greatly and he also failed so miserably, but yet he did love God and he did, um, start out so good in his, his short reign was really the greatest time of all of Israel's history. And as God promised his rebellion ultimately became the disastrous um, downfall of Israel and they're going to return after exile in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah but they would never be as great as it was here in those days of Solomon in his early days when he was reigning as king um and the it's just it's it's disheartening but we have to also remember that king solomon even though he had all this great wisdom he was an imperfect person just like the rest of us and we all need jesus and we all need jesus to forgive us and heal us and be with us daily through the holy spirit because just because king solomon had all this wisdom that was a great gift for god from god he was still an imperfect human. <laughs> and so he did do a lot of what God promised would come forth. And God is still going to bring forth his covenant promises because God is a God, again, that we trust and that we can have faith in and that he's a good God and he, he does what he says he's going to do. So we can rest assured that God is with us through all things. And because of Jesus and the fact that he died on the cross for us, we can be forgiven when we have these shortcomings and we lose sight and need to get back on track. And, um, thankfully we have that. So we'll continue on and see what happens to Israel as we move forward tomorrow in chapter 12. Bye y'all. I hope you're having a wonderful day.